Welcome to Science of Life, a podcast that explores life and ideas through the lens of personality, relationship, and faith. We're your hosts, Jen and Elisa. Thanks for joining us for this episode where we're discussing traditions. That's right. Now seems like a good time to share about some little traditions. I agree. Yes. Like, for instance, I have this tradition where I stay up way too late every night, even though I know I have to get up really early the next morning. That's a good one. (laughs) Is it? Is it a good tradition? (laughs) Well, mine is similar because I have a tradition of having four cups of coffee Mm. when I should only have one. So it's kind of similar. Yeah, you know, one might argue that these are less tradition and more just bad habits. No. Hey, girls. Hey, Erin. I have a question for you. Okay. And I want you to get your phones out. Do you have your phone? Yes. No, I never carry my phone on me. Oh, wait, here it is. And I want you to open up your internet browser, whatever you use. Oh, no. Okay. Chrome. Aaron. <laughs> and I want you to look at the last five searches that you've done. <laughs> How do you do that? I've got mine. You go first. All right. Well, this will actually give some, a couple of these will give insight into what we're talking about. Um, the last five, an anthropologist who explains why we love traditions Mm. <laughs> a search for funny mouth guards <laughs> like <laughs> football mouth guards <laughs> because my 12 year old needs a mouth guard and he wanted to get a funny one <laughs> um which leads to the next one the began beauty face expander which i wish we had time to talk about <laughs> what because this showed up in the results <laughs> for funny mouth guards Face expander? It's a face expander to keep skin looking young and fresh. It really is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) And I will share the link with the two of you. Um, Let's see, that's three, right? Anthropologist, funny mouth guard, the began beauty. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) The began beauty face expander. That's three. So you were really interested in this? Like well, it was I, like, I, there was oh, a right, photo. Right. When, You're like, what we're, is this? When we were looking Magic. at mouth guards. No, no, it looks, it looks, it <laughs> looks like a torture device. It looks like a torture device I on your face. Assume, yeah. It is so Is appalling. it like the rubber bands? Have you seen yes, that? Yes, ca- I see what you're gesturing you know over I mean? there. And yes. yes, sort of, yes. I don't understand that at all, but I'm wondering, it sounds yeah. like that. And oh, it yeah. makes you look younger. Well, it's supposed to keep your skin stretchy and supple. <laughs> Do you wear it like out in public? I don't know. I didn't. I, I was I was looking at this with my son and what he wanted was like a mouth guard that had fangs on it or something. He wasn't really looking for a beauty face expander. So we didn't stay there too long. But uh. I'm sorry. The questions are like welling up. I will yeah. stop. Maybe we but... can devote an entire episode to this. <laughs> All right, that was three. And then um, a review for Zombieland Double Tap, the movie, Mm. Um, as well as the book Surprised by Joy by C.S. Lewis. Oh, those, you know, really 
That's kind of awesome. go hand in hand, Zombieland and Surprised Those are by all Joy. So varied. What about you, mine, Jen? Mine are not varied at all. Because did you have the Began Beauty face expander no, in yours? No, I did not. Mm. Um, so I was searching for restaurants. So it's all restaurant names <laughs> because I'm <laughs> trying to plan a help plan a bridal shower for a family member right now. Hmm. And I wanted to have it at a restaurant instead of my house. It's going to be at my house anyways. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I had looked up the perfect pair, which is a restaurant in Tempe that we've been to a few times. And it's mm. really cute. Um, Salute is another Tempe restaurant mm-hmm. that's a wine bar. It's really good. The Pink Teapot. Never heard of it. Is no. a, an event venue. It's in Gilbert. They mm. have tea parties. Macayo's. Awesome mm-hmm. Mexican food. And then I'm actually kind of embarrassed to admit this, <laughs> this one. Um, it's Ken and <laughs> I'm only embarrassed because I know this will elicit a response from Lisa. Um, it says Ken, Ken and INFJ test as an ENFP. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <boo>. <laughs> um, and the answer was a big fat resounding no. Because introverts rarely question or never, almost never question their introversion, mm. whereas extroverts do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that was really so, fun. Yeah, that was fun. Do you have yours, Erin? I I don't have mine. Well, um, I can look them up. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I'm the one asking the questions. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I just um, flipped the script on you. I feel like it's only fair. Though. Well, I do. I mean. Okay, so kale salad. I looked up because I had some extra kale in my uh, fridge. As we do. Hey, it was so good. I made it tonight, and I've never made a kale salad, which, I mean, I don't know. Have you? Have you? Uh, I don't know. A bagged kale yeah. salad. But you have to massage the kale. What? And that, like, changes everything. <gasps> and I made this recipe, and everybody ate it. Like, everyone. Like, it was so good with pork. It was good. Huh. Um, Watson Lake RV trip yeah. that we're going to go on. Um, we did this last spring and we're going to do it again with the Watsons. Um, so I was looking up reservations and things. Uh, health insurance stuff. I was looking up what you should keep and <laughs> what you should get rid of. Boring. Well, that's what I was doing all day today, you guys. I was, no, that's very responsible I mean, of you. I did feel like I was an adult doing that, but I also felt like, why don't they teach this kind of thing? This is becoming really boring. (laughs) Anyways, I filed all day today and like threw out a bunch of things and kept But see, people are listening to you and thinking, oh yeah. I haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Right. Who knows? It's a legit question. But I'm thankful that the internet is around. Yes. For these questions, all of the pressing questions we Mm -hmm. had. And my last one, oh my goodness, it's the Urban Dictionary. Okay. <gasps> but Nate had <laughs> Boss's Day. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And one of his coworkers wrote what the Urban Dictionary said about Nate. And it was like right on. And so I looked up other people. And right now it's on Elisa because I went through all my friends and all my family. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and it's on Elisa, which is hilarious because it was right on again. What did it say? A very beautiful girl that doesn't understand what she truly is. <gasps> She's a diamond in the rough. She will truly be a great person when she gets older. Very pure. Honestly, a great person. Very open yet secretive at the same time. The guy that ends up with her luck is the luckiest man on earth. 
cute personality, stunning smile, gives other hope and joy <laughs> effortlessly, which I love Ooh. that part. Gives others hope and joy effortlessly. Smart and works hard. Aww. Oh my goodness. So Aww. that was very good. interesting because yeah. I looked up everyone in my family and it was right on, which is funny. And well, we you talked know, about names before too. Yeah, we have. And I, my oldest son, I know has done this. I, I hadn't realized that was a thing to look up names on Urban Dictionary. And he was talking either. about how uncanny it is, but I... Yeah, I think there's something to that. We kind of grow into our names. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's that's a fun one. <laughs> that is fun. I hope you and enjoyed revealing. it. <laughs> so the holidays are coming up. They are indeed. Which is why we're talking about tradition. Uh-huh. Wait, why? Well, <laughs> most people Did associate that- traditions with the holidays. Ah. Yes. And look, a lot of people, well, not everybody, but a lot of people look forward to the traditions of the holidays. Right. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. In fact, as we learned in my uh, search history, I was looking at an anthropologist mm-hmm. who was talking about this. And um, there was a statistic, I'm pretty sure it said 93%. Yes. Uh This says, psychology has a few very interesting answers to the question of why we like tradition. One of them, of course, is that humans love predictability and stability, which we can say whether or not we agree or disagree with that as an overarching idea. But this says, humans love predictability and stability. We love it so much that up to 93% of all our actions can be predicted ahead of time. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. And so... um, they were that was part of the conversation was tying traditions in to a general sense of well-being that we experience when things are predictable hmm that makes sense yeah do you like traditions jen i do i do like them uh the holidays like i like if they're fun if they're fun traditions i like them. those several caveats i do i do well at the holidays and only if they're fun I like the idea of them. We'll put it that way. I love the idea of traditions. Um, I really loved them as a kid, but now that I'm the mother who is having to make all of the things happen, Mm -hmm. I find personal joy in other traditions that I've made for myself that don't require work. Mm -hmm. So it's just a different enjoyment with kids. It's a lot of work. You know what I As mean? As an adult, totally. Yeah. And that article said the same thing, that um, traditions are particularly important for the young because it creates yeah. a sense of stability and well-being. Um, Which makes that sense. That is more important for children at large. Yeah. Um, and maybe less so for adults. Yeah. I mean, we still, what is it? Like we, most of, most of our day is made out of habits, whether they're unconscious mm-hmm. or conscious. So it makes sense that holidays would have the same. Right. Now... There is the question as to what constitutes a tradition, and partly what I mean by that is how often does something happen for it to be considered a tradition? Like, are we only talking yearly traditions here, or can traditions happen a little more frequently? I asked my son earlier today, who's 15, if he likes tradition, and he said, yes, I do. And I asked him why, and he started to think about it, and he said, well, you know, it's funny because I like traditions that happen like once a year at holidays, but 
I don't like routines, like things that are hourly and daily and happen continuously. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, ooh, that's really interesting. And he said, I don't know where to draw the line, though, because something that happens once a year isn't a routine. It's a tradition. But something that happens every day isn't a tradition. It's a routine. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was a really interesting observation. Jen, do you feel that way as well? Yes. I think a tradition feels more like an event or an activity that you participate in with other people. Although I guess you could have your own traditions as well that are personal to you. Um, And when I think about routines and things like that, it's easier for me to think in terms of like longer periods of time. So over a week, I'll develop a routine for the week as opposed to daily routines. Well, and it's so interesting you mentioned a week because I, so we, of course, are going to tie this into personality because tradition very much is tied to personality. Um, My son is an INTP, I think. Um, I'm pretty confident that that's what he is. My sister is an INTP and I have heard her say similar things to what he said. Um, she has said, in fact, I think she said this on our show when we were talking to her one time that, um, she doesn't like anything that has to be done daily. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember her saying that. Yeah. Things that are that repetitive. She said coffee, having coffee is the only exception to that. That's a daily routine she likes, but otherwise she doesn't like things that are daily, but she does like routines. And so when he said that today, it sounded so similar to what she had said that I texted her about it and, um, just was asking her for a little clarification on what she had said also. And she said that um, she likes yearly traditions. And she said as far as things that happen more regularly than that, she said her brain kind of works in a weekly rotation. So things that come around once a week Mm -hmm. are like she likes that rhythm. But things that happen every day feel a little too tedious. And things that happen every month uh, surprise her. Like too much time has gone in between. Yeah. So things that happen monthly kind of creep up on her and surprise her. Things that happen daily, too tedious, but a weekly tradition, like you just said, or a re- a weekly kind of routine and rhythm yeah. she likes. And then she loves the yearly traditions, mm. um, partly because of the way they signify the seasons or, way the, or the way the seasons sort of remind us that the traditions are coming. Yeah. Yeah. The... There's a pleasantness associated with, you know, yearly traditions for the most part that makes it fun. And, and again, maybe it's more of an anchor, the idea of an anchor in like creating memories and Mm -hmm. making it feel like it is that time of year. Yeah. That's important. Um, But again, I think I enjoy traditions differently than like other people I know that are true traditionalists. In what way? Um, I don't enjoy the process of preparation Mm -hmm. very much. So like, um, and you might talk about this. I know you have a big cookie baking thing that you do every year. Um, I think I would enjoy the company of the people. I don't know that I would enjoy the actual process of baking cookie, like that many cookies or like baking cookies with my kids. It would be, it's fun ish I guess but it's not the process it's the people and maybe the outcome like having the plate of cookies uh yeah but not I mean it's it's 
I don't know how to explain it. Well, okay, okay. Here's so here's a tradition I have. Yeah. When eggnog lattes come out at Starbucks, I always go get an eggnog latte on the first day that it's available. Yeah. So those kinds of things that don't require me to actually put any effort uh-huh. in other than driving down and buying it. Yeah. I will totally do that. Um, I know that my, I'll use my mother-in-law as an example. She's like a super hands-on, does everything. She's very DIY. Uh-huh. Um, she loves the process, mm-hmm. the hands-on nature of traditions. Like she would string popcorn every year for their tree. Oh, yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> like, I would never do that. Okay, so I do enjoy the process, mm-hmm. although not always. And I have had to choose to let certain traditions, like if I recognize that I'm not enjoying the tradition, I have given myself permission to let that tradition go. Because there are times Sugar cookies is one of them. And I think I may bring sugar cookies back, <laughs> but in a season <laughs> with young children, I have a sugar cookie recipe that I love. It was my mom's, is my mom's uh, sugar cookie recipe. They taste good. They turn out well. They're beautiful. Like I like these cookies, but the process of making them is so involved and so long. And with young children who are either not interested or interested only in a messy way or whatever. I like, like I was not getting any joy from the process at Mm, all. Yeah. And finally I was like, you know what? I don't have to make sugar cookies. This isn't a tradition that we have to have. Um, and maybe we'll bring it back, you know, now that the kids are getting a little bit older, but that was one that I was willing to just kind of let go because I wasn't enjoying the process. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, if there's a tradition that we're doing, I do enjoy the process of making it happen. And so personality wise, um, I'm an ISFJ and ISFJs are, I mean, it's in every description that you read for ISFJs. Like one of the hallmarks of an ISFJ is that they're fans of tradition. Yes. And S's in general tend towards tradition a little more and experience too, right? Like experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And probably more towards that process, like you're talking about, because yeah. I think um, that was your mother-in-law, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Who strings the popcorn, and she's an S as well, correct? Yes. Yes. And so I, th- I think uh, that's that fits in with an S and maybe even especially an SF totally. personality to love tradition and to even enjoy the process of the tradition. Whereas I mentioned my son and my sister are INTPs. You're an ENFP, mm-hmm. that N, maybe even the NP especially, is probably impacting how you guys are viewing tradition and what makes a tradition enjoyable or not. Um, I'm going to pull out from tradition just a teeny bit yeah. and bring it to consistency because I've been thinking a lot about this idea and the, and how we define tradition or what, or what we would think about. Because like, when you look at holiday traditions, it's baking cookies it's food, it's decorations, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Um, And pulling back from that, even talking about like routine and consistency for children and things like that. Um, Excuse me. I know I've had a very specific idea of what that looks like in my brain. Like when you think about routines for kids um, or routines period, you think about like um, consistency, consistency in 
like maybe methods of discipline or when things happen in the day. You could also think that way with traditions and stuff, but it, it occurred to me that maybe consistency doesn't always look so tangible um, mm. that you can create consistency and tradition in other ways other than these really, I, I do think there's a something to be said for the the physical experience, like the nature of those like tangible things that you're doing. Yeah. But I also think, again, I've been thinking about this with like my parenting and stuff. Like, where am I consistent? Like I may not be consistent in all the ways that people traditionally (laughs) say you should be consistent. Um, not that I'm wildly inconsistent in those areas, but just that, where am I bringing consistency? Yeah. Where is that coming from for me? Yeah. And And what have you discovered? Um, I, I don't know that I've fully landed in a spot where I can say that. I think a lot of it comes from my, my attitude and like how I, how I handle the relationships. So it's not a every day we do certain things at the same time kind of a thing. It's more of like a, these are always the principles that are enforced in our Mm. home regardless. And, um, yeah. So I think it's more in how I how I interact with my kids is the consistency. Yeah. I think that's a worthwhile thing to think about. Like I said, I'm still thinking about it, but even with the traditions thing, mm-hmm. it's it's worth considering too. Like what are the traditions? Yeah. Do they have to be baking cookies? Do they have to be these things or could they look different? Right. Well, in that article I just mentioned, uh there is a portion where it, it explains it says that there's four components that make a tradition or ritual retain its hold Mm. uh, over time um it says whether it exists just within your family or as part of a wider community these four ingredients are one a strictly defined time and place two a set of features that are repeated year after year three another set of features that are different from year to year and four, a lot of symbols. And they say, think of Christmas. It's always on December 25th. It's traditions regarding food and present giving are pretty set in stone. But every year, new elements like family members or guests can be introduced. And it's packed full of symbols from the tree to the flaming pudding. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that idea of the, like, there's something consistent holding it together. And yet, in you know, according mm. to this study, in order for it to be a good tradition, it it can't be too rigorous. It can't, you can't try so hard to create the exact same experience each time. Yeah. Um, allowing for a little bit of nuance and a little bit of change yeah. from one time to the next actually sort of enhances. Well, and that's helpful to know too, like the consistency paired with flexibility yeah. is important. Yeah, totally. Cause then it opens it up to new memories every single time and new, a new specialness every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the question of how often something occurs for it to be a tradition uh, is an interesting one, maybe still tied to personality, because, you know, we're all in agreement that something that happens year after year is a tradition. I mean, we think about Christmas, we think about Thanksgiving, and um, I think everyone is in agreement that those mm-hmm. are traditions. Mm-hmm. But as my son pointed out, the things that happen every single day don't feel like traditions. They feel like just routines, which right. unlike him, I do like Oh yeah, those daily routines. Um, but 
there was a couple of years ago, he was doing swim lessons or a swim team kind of. Anyhow, one week we went to a particular restaurant after swim lessons for dinner. And then the next week we were like, that's fun. Let's go there again this week. So we did. And then the next week, we, a couple of us and our family just sort of assumed we'd be going there. And my husband was like, hang on. We did that the last two weeks. And I was like, yeah, it's tradition now. And he was like, no, that just is something that we do the same over and over again. And I was like, yeah, that's a tradition. <laughs> we had a debate about whether eating at the same restaurant every week after swim lesson counted as a tradition or not. And I recognize why it didn't seem that way to him. But it really did kind of feel that way to me. Like I, we did it twice and I associated that place with that day of the week yeah and it felt like a tradition to me and so I'm not opposed to the idea of a weekly tradition yeah well because you're tying it to something an event yeah like the and, and again it's making it fun and special right right because you're going to this fun like this restaurant that you all like right and... although my husband wasn't saying I don't want to eat out after swim right. lessons just the place he was like let's mix it up a little bit um how how, how do you see that Jen I agree with both of you. Oh, it's <laughs> so, very diplomatic. <laughs> well, because I, I love that. I love that concept. I mean, I love to eat out, so that would be right up my alley. But um, the idea of going to the same place every every time is appealing for mm-hmm. its own reasons. But then also switching it up sometimes to try something new is also it's also appealing. Yeah. So I think. As long as there's flexibility on both sides, that's probably, I don't know. Um, I, I tend to get attached to the same restaurants though. So yeah, I don't love, so maybe that's not the best question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. Again, I, I agree with both of you. I can see it going both ways. Now we've talked a little bit about, uh, in the church, the use of liturgy, Mm-hmm. which I feel like falls under the umbrella of tradition. Mm-hmm. And you like liturgy. I do. Although I don't really know a lot about it, but I do really like it a lot. So, I mean, that brings a sense of rhythm and consistency to the way we pray and the way we approach certain topics and certain mm-hmm. events. Um, well, there's Advent season, right? That mm-hmm. would be like that element of liturgy. And then like leading up to Easter... But again, those are more big picture. Those are big picture things. And um, like I have a book of liturgies that we've been using and they have, for instance, there's one for each night of the week, like a a particular prayer that you can pray for each meal, which we have not been at all consistent with. But the idea is that if you were using these liturgies consistently soon as a family, we would have memorized the Monday meal liturgy and the Tuesday meal liturgy because... Every time Monday rolled around, we'd be saying the same prayer. Yeah. And to me, that feels like a weekly tradition that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not thinking in terms of weekly traditions. You tend to think more uh, yearly. Yeah. I mean, again, the eating out weekly after something, like like if we were to do a family meal on Sunday, for example, mm-hmm. um, I could see myself being super into that if I didn't have to cook it. <laughs> but if, um, but in, but most of the time, it's it's a bigger 
like a yearly focus, I guess you could say. Yeah. For me. Well, now it is time for our winks and drinks. Yay. And for our, well, do you want to say what our drink is this week? Yes. Our drink are these adorable little bottles. I'm sure they sell bigger bottles, but it's this champagne. What? How do you say this? Roger? Sure. Of course you made me say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay Roger American Champagne. Um, I guess they have to say American Champagne because true with champagne. A name like that. Well, and with a name like that, Jay Roger. But true champagne can only come from France. Did That's, you know that? I did know that. Because we have to be snobby about it and accurate. <laughs> so it's American champagne. And it is delicious. It's we got cheesy. these teeny little bottles from yeah, uh, our friend. A gift. Yeah. Yeah. She had a 40th birthday party and these were the party favors. There was a table of mini champagnes. Yes. Which was a really clever idea. It felt a little hobbit-ish. Did feel hobbitish. Take a gift on your way out. Right. Hey, Elisa, you came by three of them. How did you get three? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could only Todd take. Todd and I went to the party, and somehow we came home with three. I, I don't. I really don't know. I opened the refrigerator tonight to get these out, and I was like, "Oh, there's three in there." I, I don't know. You're so lucky. We were greedy. <laughs> we we snuck one away. <laughs> Well, they're worth sneaking away. It was really, it's really yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it worked out well for us. Yes. One for each. Uh, yeah, that's our, that's our drink. Do we have any winks this week? Well, this is a very broad wink as in not, not like a thing that any, not an Amazon purchase. It's not an Amazon purchase (laughs) and it's not a Trader Joe's purchase, which is our other favorite (laughs) place to reference. Uh, we, my family and I, we just, uh, went on an RV trip for a couple of weeks and we went and visited Yellowstone Park and Mount Rushmore. We, we visited actually a handful of national parks and I felt like everywhere we went was so beautiful. It was such a wonderful trip. It just was great. We saw such spectacular beauty. Um, but especially Yellowstone. I mean, I, I get that Yellowstone is a really popular location. There's a reason people go and it's because it's beautiful. So I know like, I know this isn't any huge revelation to say Yellowstone is really beautiful, but Yellowstone is really beautiful. And Mount Rushmore was cool. And then the Black Hills area of South Dakota, again, I'd heard it was beautiful, but actually being there, I, it, it just was so incredibly beautiful. We went and hiked around um, Sylvan Lake in the Black Hills. And it was like, it was like a setting in a fairy tale. Mm. It was so beautiful. So peaceful. I, I just couldn't get over it. And we went near the end of the season. Um, I mean, we almost missed it. Yellowstone kind of shuts down by the end of October. And we were there. Um, at the beginning of October. Mm. Uh, but it was, in a way, it was nice because the crowds were lower and the weather was just crisp and cold. And um, Anyway, so my wink is Yellowstone and Black Hills, especially in the crisp fall months. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again today. And join us next time when we talk about memory. Bye for now. Bye for now. This episode is brought to you by Show It. Are you stuck in a boring website template? 
Experience true creative freedom with the drag and drop simplicity of a Show It website. Get started for free at showit.co.